It's officially free agency week for the National Hockey League, so we're going to talk about that on today's episode. RFA qualifying offers are due today. Which Arizona Coyotes will be getting a qualifying offer? Plus, prospect development camp begins this week for the Arizona Coyotes. We're going to talk about that, talk about the players that we're going to potentially be seeing up in Ice Den Scottsdale. And also, we're going to take a look at the draft once again, because we're taking a look one more time as we cool down from draft weekend. All that on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Kyle Pavlock right beside me. On today's episode of Locked On Coyotes, we want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. I also want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We got a great episode for you guys today. We are talking various different things for this busy weekend. As we mentioned, it is free agency week, Carl. So we got to talk about that with the qualifying offers for restricted free agents due today. Yep. And the Coyotes have quite a few free pen or restricted free agents uh, that they're going to need to negotiate with uh, if they do not accept the qualifying offer. Uh, do you want me to start off by just listing them? Let's go ahead and list them. Okay, so we have Lawson Kraus, Christian Fisher, Barrett Hayton, uh, Kyle Capobianco, Cam Deneen. Um, those are the main NHL players. Also, Cole Hutz um, and Yosef Kozhenosh. There we go. Those, and, are, those are all the pending um, RFAs, and all but one are arbitration eligible although i do think one of them we don't even need to count um kojanash actually is going to be going to uh europe so um as 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 learned from last month so that part doesn't really matter yeah and i mean i'm not sure the coyotes would have tended him an offer anyway um the one who is not eligible for arbitration is of course barrett hayton uh I expect him to be a pretty easy resign. Um, and then Lawson Kraus is definitely going to be getting uh, probably a qualifying offer now and then just to keep him around so they can negotiate a bigger offer. Uh, I do not think he will be going to arbitration. Yeah, I think those are, those are some interesting things to think, keep in mind. Uh, the uh, Is which of these players do get qualifying offers? I think... No, to be honest, I think most of them do because, you know, those of these players have something to, um, you know, t- you know, to bring to the Coyotes for another year. I'm a little, I'm still question, questioning whether or not Kyle Cabobianco deserves one. We talked about how he played last year and it was like, is it worth holding? I mean, like, okay, you can hold on to his right still, right? Yeah. You can still hold on to his right. So like, is there... A downside to that? I mean, you can hold on to his rights and just just bury him in Tucson. Like, 
I mean, he would he would be subject to waivers, uh, which, he, which he cleared last year and <laughs> without getting sent down. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it all kind of depends on what you want to do with him. Uh, one of the big question marks, I think, for for us is what is going to be happening with the Coyotes blue line next season. Um, and I honestly don't know. I expect that the team is going to be, you know, looking to bring in some veterans, looking to, you know, acquire some overpaid players, and maybe you just don't have room for Kyle Capabianco. Yeah. Um, you and I have been talking about Kyle Capabianco for the last however long, and 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 really, and and again, it go, goes the continued question of whether or not he really deserves it. It's. It's a big question, right? That is the big, I think that is the biggest question surrounding these pending RFAs. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think I said in the evaluation, if if this past season was his last chance to show that he deserves an extension, I'm not entirely sure he did. Um, the, he repeatedly got passed over for playtime from players younger than him who were drafted after than him. It, it's not a good look. Um, I also kind of want to, you know, bring up Christian Fisher. Um, did he, you know, earn an extension? He wasn't a player that Bill Armstrong drafted. Uh, he seemed to struggle to find a role this past year. Um, I, I'm not really sure about him. I think Fisher's a unique one. I think you do qualify him. Just kind of see where things go and see how far apart you guys might be, right? Between between the Coyotes and Fisher. Um and then if you realize it's like, um, you know, that it's not worth it, it's like, all right. Well, I'm sure they already know that in advance. Like you don't like they're they're allowed to talk before the qualifying offer. Oh yeah, I, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So if the team like, you know, I, I can't imagine Fisher is coming in being like, I need a, a five million dollar three year deal. Uh, that's just not the the play that he's had. But I don't know. I, I don't know what he does in, you know, the system right now. I, I don't really see a, a place for him other than the fact that the Coyotes are going to be losing a lot of forwards. And, you know, there's some continuity there. I'm sure he's a great guy in the room. Just he, he didn't really take the, the step forward that I think he needed to. Yeah, that's true. Um because I think, especially with the kind of Christian Fisher that we've seen in years past, he did, he did take a bit of a step back. And I think that's that, that's something. But I think it's important to, to kind of realize of what he is capable of. I mean, like, nothing fantastic, nothing spectacular. Yeah. But if you think of him as, you know, a fourth liner, someone who can kind of, you know, you know, give the top guys rest and and just be out there and still hold his ground. I mean, I, there's some value to him. Yeah, but is, they brought in Zach Cassian like as the fourth liner. Like the the team is 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 a lot of fourth liners, and granted, they they have lost a few, but there's still just a number of players where, yeah. Uh, I I liked his role as like a penalty killer under Tocket. I thought he did know decently okay at that but yeah he's just a player where like if you had to give me like well we already said that Yosef is heading back to Europe like a forward and a defenseman who you don't qualify for whatever reason I would say Capo Bianco and Fisher 
That's fair. That's fair. Because it makes sense because um, Hayton and Kraus are undoubtedly getting qualified. Kraus is getting qualified just for the purpose of we'll keep negotiating because Kraus is probably going to get more than what the qualify when what the true qualify qualifying offer would be. Yeah, um, as he deserves it. But the thing is that you you know you have to put at, at least a qualifying offer on him to uh, to extend your ability to negotiate with him. Yeah. Although there has been cases of a player getting a or not being given a qualifying offer, but still being brought back to the team for a price that is lower than what the qualifying offer would have been um, because there are certain, you know, things in the CBA about what constitutes a qualifying offer. So, you know, even if a player isn't signed, like let's say that the team thinks Capobianco should be brought back on like maybe like you said, like a deal that puts them in the AHL, but it's lower than what the qualifying offer is. They may just be like, Hey, we're going to keep negotiating with you after. So yeah, Don't you just love the CBA. Oh yeah. Making all of things, you know, complicated, but we love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, but it makes sense. So those are the players mainly to think to think about. Um, I think there's, yeah, there's very few, there's very few other, there were very few UFAs to really, truly kind of like dive in. For RFAs. Uh, sorry, RFAs. Yes. Um, yeah. Thanks for correcting me on that. RFAs for the uh, Arizona Coyotes that we really have to worry about too much. Um, it's the UFAs we'll talk about. Um, not today. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, but uh, I mean, it's going to be a wild week for the Coyotes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, so we still got more to get to on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to talk about prospect development camp, which is coming up this week, starting today, as well as our little post-draft reactions, a little bit of cool-down of the NHL draft. Before we get to any of that, though, I want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I want to let you guys know that uh, I, it's a product that I use about you know every day. I've started taking AG One because I need something that can help you know you know help me stay healthy, help help with my gut, help with, keep my energy up, boost my immune system, and anything I need with multivitamins. But I don't want to have to take half a million different things a day. So Athletic Greens AG One is the uh, product for me, and it's for you if you're if you think the same way. You know, all you got to do is get one scoop of this wonderful product and put it into uh into a cold glass of water get that all shaken up and you get 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food so superfoods probiotics and adaptogens all to help you stay get your day started right that special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy your recovery focus and aging all of the wonderful different things that you need in your daily healthy life it is uh, you know, pretty it's 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 pretty cheap. I mean, it's you know less than three dollars a day. Uh, so I mean, you're definitely going to be having a better investment, your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And again, it's got a lot of different uh, five star reviews, over seven thousand five star reviews for you guys to check out. I want you guys to check it out yourself, because um, and to make it easy, athleticgreens.com is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, there's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional in 
shirts. So let's continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes as we get ready um, for the week. We've got a big week for, for the Arizona Coyotes. We're going to talk about prospect development camp, and I'm pulling up the uh, the email, the press release, Carl, because we have um, a, uh, a pretty big week for this because you have uh, 45 players in the Arizona Coyote system are going to be um, all gathering at, at Easton Scottsdale, which this camp is open to the public. So if you want to watch some prospects play, you can watch them. But it is happening this week. Uh, it, just to be clear, it is open just three days of the five, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday with a scrimmage afterwards. Uh, please don't show up Wednesday and Thursday. Sometimes they need some you know, private practice time. Uh, and it's more than just on ice practicing for prospect development camp. Uh, as I'm sure you will see when you watch all the video recaps that the team likes to put out, they're also talking about skating, like, you know, working out, a nutritional aspect, just like everything that you need to become a professional athlete. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a, it's a really cool event that, you know, that, uh, if, uh, you haven't got a chance to check one out, you know, maybe this is your chance to see some prospects, the future of the Arizona Coyotes. Once again, 45 players are going to be at camp this week. And like what, and like what Carl said, once again, um, it is, you know, the public sessions are Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Um, but lots of players are going to be showing up. Carl, I believe it from what it shows up to me, all, um, all of the, Coyotes prospects that they that they most recently drafted are going to be there, including Logan Cooley and Connor Geeky. Uh, except for Artem Duda, it uh, does not appear like he will be there. Okay, except for Artem Duda. Um, also, Josh Doan is going to be there. Liam mm-hmm. Kirk is going to be there. So lots of players that you know some people are excited about. Obviously, I put Liam Kirk in there just because you know we just love our British friends. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Nate Smith and Jack McBain are going to be there. Uh, two players who definitely saw NHL ice last season. Um, but you know, as NCAA players, they didn't necessarily get the same amount of like training camp time with you know teams. So great to see them continuing that next step. Uh, these are always really fun. Like You do get to see, like you said, the future of the Coyotes. And there are going to be plenty of players who you know are – currently unaffiliated with the coyotes just kind of like looking to make their way and those are players who always give like their hardest at like these kind of camps absolutely um one of the things i just can't really just can't wait to kind of understand just see how it works out is like if you're you talked about future of the coyotes the fact that you get to see dylan gunther logan cooley and connor geeky on the ice at the same time (laughs) yeah Theoretically, on the same line. Uh, I mean, with like Nate Smith, Jack McBain, Connor Geeky, and Logan Cooley, like that—that's like it for setters. Like someone's got to be moved to the wing, right? Yeah, um, maybe Logan Cooley. It's it's been shown that he can get moved, or you know, to to a wing. So maybe it's possible that he's there. and like have like you know a line B you know Gunther on the left wing, 
um, Cooley on the right wing, Connor Geeky down the center. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, especially like the thing I'm really going to be paying attention to is that Friday scrimmage. Um, that is going to be key. Uh, I, I would say another area that I would I would really focus on if you're going to be going is like looking at the goaltenders. Uh, Anson Thornton is probably like the name that stands out. He had a pretty good you know time with the Coyotes last year, I believe. But other than that, like these are players who are like trying to get a spot because. As we talked about, the Coyotes didn't draft any goaltenders. Yeah, not in this last draft. It was all all skaters. Um, yeah. So that would be an interesting one. Um, and if you want to know exactly how many goaltenders are going to be there, it is five goaltenders are going to be mm-hmm. there. Um, ben it- Cross, Seth Isley, um, they'll both batten. I mean, probably I'm probably butchering some of these. Austin Roden and Anson Thornton. Yeah. And I mean, do those names stand out to you? Other other than Anson Thornton? Not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and those are the players like you always expect them to have a really good camp. Because let's be fair, if you are Dylan Gunther, you could you can maybe like show up and like coast a little bit in, in your prospect development camp. You're not going to because you want to make sure to give it your all. But if you're a player who's like Fighting for a contract, you're going to give it 120% every single day. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be absolutely fun to see those. Um, and I'm honestly, I just can't wait. You know, um, I just cannot wait to see how, you know, how it all develops. And like I said, like, I'm still in Tucson, so it might be hard for me to get to some of these, but like, I'll be watching closely those who are going to be there to get an understanding of what this what the state of the Coyotes look like down in the future. Because again, they were in a rebuilding team. You have to focus on what's going to happen two, three, four years down the road. Not this yep. next year. Yeah, it's going to suck. But two, three, four years down the road, it's going to look better. And these are the people that are going to be behind it. Yeah. And um, like like you had mentioned, like most of the, the players that the Coyotes drafted are going to be here. And a lot of them came overseas from Europe. So this is going to be the first time that a lot of people get a chance to see, like, you know, the play of uh, just kind of looking. Um, yeah, let's go with the Sam Lipka or Lipkin. Uh, sorry. Um, I, I, I think that is always a great, you know, chance. Most hockey fans don't follow like European leagues. Uh, they don't follow like the junior leagues. Like these are really like when you start to see someone and then, you know, most of them aren't going to make training camp. Uh, we'd be lucky if, you know, other than McBain and Smith, if any of them make training camp or the team at a training camp, but you know, a couple of years from now, these are going to be the names that you like just stick out in your mind. Absolutely. One of the things I really enjoyed seeing from uh, from over the weekend, and it's kind of and it's going to kind of uh, um, you know segue into our into what I want to talk about next, though. Uh, the three people, the uh, three first round picks. Um, before we get to the next the next bit, um, the three first round picks for the Coyotes got I, from what I look like on social media, they got chartered over to Phoenix <laughs> to, oh, yeah. to get ready for prospect development camp. I mean, yeah, I do kind of wonder what happened to the rest of the draft class. Uh, if they were also on the plane or if they're just sent over the, the first rounders. Uh, but yeah, th- they are going to be, 
you know, some of the biggest names to watch uh, other than Dylan Gunther, just because like everyone affiliated with this team has spent the last season watching Dylan Gunther highlights. Um, might be tough because of Gunther's injury from the, uh, from, from the Memorial cup, but yeah, um, we might, his, his, his appearance might be limited. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, but he's still there. He's still rostered on there and he's still going to show up. So that's a yeah. good thing. He's going to learn all the, all the things you need to do. Uh, this will be a second prospect camp. So, you know, but would this be the first time with a new coach? I'm trying to remember when Bear was hired last time. Um, Bear was hired about 13 months ago. So, yes, Gunther yeah. was. Yeah. Doing the math in my head for that one. But, yeah, no, uh, it'll be a good experience for him. It will be an absolutely great experience for him. Anyways, we've still got more to get to on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. We are going to get a little bit of a cool-down reaction from the 2022 NHL draft. We're going to get to some, some of our thoughts that now that we've had a few days off, all that in just a moment. But first, a quick word from Carl. So I have a message from my friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. Because BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports stats, um, podcasts, and news this season. You can get the fastest and easiest ways to check all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Not too much to bet on for hockey, but hey, maybe you're one of the many people who, you know, Watch other sports. I don't, but most people do. Uh, and you can find all that information by heading over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So let's finish this episode of Locked On Coyotes by uh, taking a little bit of a cool down reaction. Now that we've had a few days to kind of take in the events of the draft, to kind of Get a reaction from it. Not just us, but from everybody else. Because I'm going to start with the one thing, Carl. I'm going to start with a um, a poll that we put out over the weekend of how you would grade the Arizona Coyotes in the draft to kind of see how things how, how think people think it's going to be. And there are no pluses or minuses in this poll, but this is where everyone thought. 57.4% of you guys said that the you'd give Arizona an A. The next would be 35.2% giving Arizona a B, 7.4% C, and absolutely nobody gave a D or F. That's interesting because I think that's higher than what we said. We were more in the B territory. We were but, a B plus. Yeah. But over half the people going with A. Um, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I don't strongly disagree either bob mckenzie gave arizona an a minus mm. um and it's an interesting thing you know i mean like okay and, and i had to take a look at it and i'm like okay let's see why he gave an a minus and there are a few things out there and yet, yeah i get it um but also i think i'm still i'm standing comfortably at where i'm at around the b to b plus range um because of you know, some of the things, some of the reaches out there. Um, there is 
some questions to be had, Carl, about Connor Geeky even, you know? Um, I was looking back to some mock drafts and, and just some, uh, you know, listening to other, uh, you know, prospect profiles across Lockdown NHL of people talking about Connor Geeky, and they, they had a lot of issues. One is the fact that he's big, but he's a guy that can get knocked over, knocked down easily. It, um, his skating is a little sus. There's a few, there's a lot, there's definitely things that he can work on. Um, you know, despite his size, I mean, like, like, you know, as a big guy, he's actually incredibly skilled, which is an interesting thing. Um, yeah. you know, he, he has, you know, incredible hands. So like they're, you know, it's surprising the fact that the, what he's good at is what you do. What do you expect Logan Cooley to be good at? Um, but there were a lot of people that were concerned about that. And a lot of people say that like, yeah, I might not take him. Like, I believe like it was like the jets or whatever, who had him at, who had um, the 14th overall pick this year. Um, and before the draft was like, I, you know, I don't even know if I want Cooley at 14. I mean, I'll tell you if I want geeky at 14, um, you know, because I'm not sure if, you know, these help out. That's kind of an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, I, I do think that, like, looking at the list, uh, a lot of these are, are reaches. And it, I do think it depends on, like, the Coyotes organization saw something that they wanted in these players. And they wanted to make sure that they got them. That's why they did a lot of moves to, like, acquire picks. They moved up the draft. They you know, wanted to make sure they got the people that they have. And really we could only trust them uh, until, you know, this week when we can finally start to get like actual looks at them skating. Uh, one player that really stood out to me though, um, who I am feeling a little bit better about is uh, Maverick because just, you know, most of the initial reviews were like, ah, I, he seems like a second round guy. Why are you drafted him? Like, you know, late in the first, but a lot of people are talking about like kind of like the same thing you were saying with geeky. He's good at the thing you don't expect him to be good at. And that's like his skating. Like you don't necessarily expect the big guy to be the best skater. Um, so I think that's a player who I'm more hot on now than I was last Friday when we talked. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how like, you know, our like for, for the first round, especially, you know, my thoughts of Geeky have trended down a little bit, and that thoughts of of, of Maverick went up a little bit after yeah. reading a few things. And it's interesting how that happens. Um, and again, that's when you have a couple of days. Like I'm driving a lot, so I listen to podcasts. So I listen to other experts, kind of give me and you know help me give, get an understanding of who the Coyotes have in their in their draft picks. Um, but you know, a lot of things about that. There is still the question to be had, and I think there's a lot of people, a lot of people, still saying out there, of you know, for the number three pick is was Cooley the better pick than 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 Shane Wright? Um, that is something that is going to be talked about, Carl, for a long time. It's not going to go away because Shane Wright was the consensus number one, and all of a sudden he drops a three, and the Coyotes look at two centers, at Cooley and and Wright, and decide to go with Cooley. It's going to be talked about, like I said, for for a long time. Yeah, especially because, you know, Cooley is going to be going back to NCAA. Mm -hmm. um, Shane Wright is likely going to be playing with the Seattle Kraken next year. Yeah. Uh, 
I actually think that's a point in the Coyotes deciding to draft Cooley, uh, but most experts don't necessarily think that way. They think, hey, this is a player who can make your team better right away, uh, not realizing that the Coyotes are looking to get another high pick, just two years of that, um, which I think is is kind of to be expected. Uh, although with what you know the Chicago Blackhawks are doing, they're going to have plenty of stiff competition in the tank for all. Yeah. One thing I will I will mention too, um, as a general thing about uh, about Shane Wright, not really necessarily Coyotes related, but I guess a little bit because the Coyotes also passed over him, is b- because he wasn't a top three pick. Now, a lot of the weight has been lifted off of him, right? Because he had so much pressure, right? He had so much expectation. Now yeah. that he was not drafted first overall. There's gonna be like less to worry about with them. Yeah, I agree. Um, although, like, there is also the expectation that he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. So, Absolutely. who knows? Like, there he's he's still gonna have expectations. I don't think he's ever gonna escape that. Um, but maybe not as much for not being a top three. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, but. As I said on on Friday, Carl, and I will say it again today, I still I, w- I will still stand by my belief that Arizona picked the right player. I'm still in wait and see mode. Um, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be like in and again that goes with the fact that like you know I want to see a player who wants to be here. Um, <laughs> shh, shh, I. I- Okay, I, I still don't understand. We're we're coming up on the end. I I, I will say this. Uh, one of the things I saw um, in some of the recaps of it is people were complaining that Shane Wright didn't necessarily have passion, uh, and then people are pissed off that he looked really like upset about not being drafted first overall. Like uh, he is never going to escape any kind of like judgment. And I I just hope he has a good career in Seattle and then someplace else. I don't want Seattle to be successful. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's interesting to think and you when it comes with, uh, when it comes with, you know, centers and everything like that, the, Coyotes drafted, as we mentioned, we're coming up to the end here, but I have a few things that I have a few last thoughts I want to put out. Coyotes gra- drafted uh, uh, Geeky and Cooley, two people who could potentially be one, like one and two C's. Um, and uh, Seattle drafted a center um, this year in Shane Wright after having last year have to also draft a, drafted a center in Maddie Beneers. I think here's going to be an interesting thing is which two centers pan out better <laughs> it'll it'll certainly be something to see uh i'm not sure right now like maybe after after the prospect development camp i'll have a better kind of understanding yeah. of mm-hmm. Cooley as a player and then what he can do last thought i'm going to put out there carl have you seen logan Cooley's twitter profile uh Briefly, I, I didn't look too much. He has a it. cat as his profile picture, which yeah. I think is absolutely amazing. Um, his uh, his Twitter profile is just just gold. I love it. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good thing about the younger players that they, they know their social media. <laughs> yep, that's that that's for darn sure. Anyways, though, that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes, on Instagram at Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. There's Robin with a Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock FFH. And you're with us, ask the question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Woo-hoo!